Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Got an extra long version of the show today because you've got extra time with all this extra social distancing. I am Dan Day, and you can safely reach me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. With all that safety now and all that extra time, we will hear from the Joe Rose Show. They were up this morning talking about no baseball because there is no baseball right now. Not a whole lot of anything. But the NFL continues on, especially with the draft. Dan Lebetard Show, 10 people you should feel sorry for. And then Hawk and Crowder check in with Heisman Trophy winner Gino Toretta. Anytime those guys get together, it is Heisman Trophy winning worthy. So once again, that is all on the way. But right now, headlines. Eudenis Haslam recently recounted growing up poor and being so hungry that he was forced to eat raisins, strictly raisins, for dinner. The NBA season remains on hold. The NHL has postponed their 2020 draft due to coronavirus. The Panthers are currently fourth in the Atlantic Division at 35-26-8. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott have reopened contract talks Prescott has been franchised and stands to make nearly $27 million next season. Sean Payton has been cleared of coronavirus after showing no signs of the illness after a week in quarantine. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a woman in England who recently used lottery winnings to move to a farm handed out potatoes to those isolated by coronavirus. Oh, how generous of the millionaire to hand out potatoes. I want one. A self-isolating man in Mexico recently sent his dog to the store with a grocery list and cash strapped to its collar. The one item on the list? Cheetos. Man, that dude had a serious case of the munchies. A hairdresser in Holland cut out eye and arm holes in an umbrella to protect her while cutting others' hair. Who's more sad, the umbrella eyes and arms lady or the person who needs a haircut bad enough to go see her? After being told to turn his music down, a New Hampshire man grabbed a sword and chased the requester down the street. Could this be the first sign of life returning to normal? Well, at least normal for the day spa. <sighs> now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Getting down to the goodies, the Joe Rose Show. If you didn't get up this morning because, honestly, you didn't have anywhere to go, no worries. I got you covered with some of the best they were talking about this morning. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, making it happen. Talking about our stadiums, they are having new uses nowadays, so there is no opening day baseball here in Miami. NFL facilities are also closed. Still plenty of draft excitement. 
football heartbreak in New Orleans. Oh, that one hurts me a little more, too. Oh, and then the U and the draft. With the second day of the Stay Home Show, Zach uh, in his home, because we don't just preach it, we're uh, we're living it ourselves. So we got our studios all set up at our homes, except for Hollywood, who's uh, a little stressed out this morning trying to get everything working. It's not easy behind the scenes. Nope. And uh, so Hollywood's back in the studio trying to get us connected this morning, doing a great job. As uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to, I guess we should start, Zach, with uh, I work off Mayor Jimenez these days, the six-foot rule. He was pretty fired up yesterday that he said, all right, so some of you people still don't get it. We're still getting reports around Dade County. So here's the deal. If we don't see the six-foot rule and you don't follow all these things we've talked about, social distancing being the general uh, topic of this and subject, police will give you warnings and uh, we'll get the law involved in this. That's what we've told all our police officers. The mayor gets it and understands how important this is to really start to crack down. Zach, I have noticed over the last couple days, it seems like everybody's kind of finally getting it. I'm not saying everybody. Right, there's, still, right. it, there's still people that want to debate this is nothing worse than a cold and don't overreact. But most people are like watching all the news and going, oh, crap, this is pretty serious stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, all you have to do is turn on your news and see what the numbers are like in New York and see what happens there when people don't abide by the kind of rules and regulations. And, and it stinks the the time we're in right now. But, like, don't you want it to end? And if you want it to end, you literally have to just abide by the rules for a little while because in New York, all of a sudden, no one's abiding by the rules for a day or two and then 1,200 more people have the virus. So it's just yeah. like you got to be careful at this point. At, at one point, I thought it was like kind of like, a, oh, it'll just go away type of thing. And now it's like if you don't stay in your house, will it ever go away? It's scary. I mean, not trying to scare anyone, but, like, it is scary. Stay home, man. It's right. Like- it's about to stay home, and that way you don't have to worry about the six-foot rule. And and listen, if you have a job and you have to go out and service people, and of course we've we've got a lot going on at our two stadiums right now, both Marlins Park and and also uh, over at Hard Rock Stadium. I understand a lot of people, hospital people, a lot of people still got to be out there working, man. So just uh, say stay say uh, stay safe and and get through it. By the way, you know what today is? Today is supposed to be. Opening day of baseball for the Marlins. Opening up today at home against the Phillies. How about that? Sad. I saw it on Twitter last night. A lot of people talking about the fact that tomorrow I should be watching baseball all day long from 12.05 till midnight, drinking beers, eating peanut. Like, it should be opening day where we're kind of enjoying it, and instead we're sitting at our houses. That's what we're doing today. Yeah, man. It's uh, crazy. Supposed to be, like, maybe Sandy Alcantara on the mound today. Caleb right, Smith pitching right. tomorrow against the Phillies and, and everything else. And instead, uh, well, I'll tell you what, this has been a rough year. Just jumping around here a little. Rob Manfred was on ESPN last night, the MLB commissioner. Think about this. Astros had to go through that whole thing, which was a disaster during spring training. Red Sox were still waiting on, and now they have the coronavirus that uh, could knock their season from now. They're hoping, hoping to be back ready to go by mid-May. And honestly, the way things are right now, and knowing you got to get your guys ready to go, could easily be later than that. That could be later in the summer than that as they're trying to get that going. And I was just thinking of the Marlins who really need, they don't have a great TV contract. One of the worst, check that, the worst in baseball. Not a lot of fans going, boy, that, that's going to be a rough one. You hope fans, just for something to do, we'll, uh, we'll give it another shot once it comes back and, 
and people are going to be so excited about having all this stuff back that uh, they'll come back and start to watch uh, all their favorite sports and and maybe not just on TV, but head on down there, Zach, and and right, uh, get involved right. again, right? Hey, by the way, the other story coming out, all NFL facilities closed at 6 p.m. yesterday. NFL coaches, front offices will be working from home. It was for two reasons, to be fair, to cities that have already started doing this, NFL cities, where things are bad, and uh, to be fair to all the other teams as well that are claiming, I got to be working at home, and those guys able to go in the office with their with their uh, coaches and everything else, so they're getting it. So the NFL just said, we're going to shut it down till uh, end of the first week of uh, April and try to make this fair. Meanwhile, it's only picking up. We talked about it yesterday. Mickey Loomis kind of leading the charge there. Saints general manager wants to postpone this NFL draft. General manager, uh, GM subcommittee, John Elway and some other guys calling the NFL office and saying, hey, we voted. We need to move this back. We need more time to prepare and physicals and psychological tests and and all the other background checks and all that stuff that we talked about yesterday that's uh, important. But I, you know what I heard, and I don't know what side, and, and, I, and I'm trying to be fair to this because we, we have a team that could be listening this morning as well, and, and, I, and I understand it. And, and as far as that goes, I was listening to everybody's show yesterday. Haven't you had enough time to get ready for everybody? I, I know there might be a couple dots that you still like to put on the eyes and cross some T's maybe, but, but you've been studying these guys and, and spending time with them. You got a senior bowl in, you got a combine in, you, you're able to get some work. And by the way, they didn't just jump up on your radar. They've right. been on the radar, so you've been able to do some work. And, and I get it. You, you want to make sure in this last month, kind of getting ready for a test, let me let me look over things one more time and make sure I'm really prepared. But I, I heard people going, you've been prepared and you screw up drafts. So what the hell's the difference? You know, it, it's like you're all over the place. I want to keep it going. I think it would be huge. I don't want to change the date. But I'm trying to be fair by listening to what all these guys are saying. And you know what? Everybody's got to work under the same rules. It's not like... The Dolphins are getting screwed in this, or the Jets and the Giants are the only teams. Everybody's playing by the same set of rules in all the different cities from the East Coast to the West Coast. Let's just keep it where it is, but it's going to pick up. And I saw yesterday Peter King said he thinks they're going to move the date, but it didn't sound like it from the NFL coming out going, we heard you. But I think they understand they got a potential big one for TV with a lot of eyeballs watching coming up. Oh, Joe, I mean, come on. And listen, we're we're about a month out right now. What, April 26th would be? So we're a month out from where the draft is. This should be final preparations uh, for who you're going to take. And I understand that there is still a month for you to do work, but like, shouldn't most of your work, like you said, be done by now where you're just kind of finalizing stuff now or having that last meeting with somebody or, or meeting with someone else just to make sure you like this or like that. If we were four months out, I can understand at this point where they said, listen, you know, maybe maybe we'll move something if we have to or whatever the case is. But you're a month out at this point. You're, you're talking about doing a virtual type of draft anyway where it's something online or something where the TV takes over, but no one's really around except for the essential people around the NFL that need to make this decision. And there's going to be a camera in each place like they're doing everything they can to make this work so why not at this point keep it the way it is and see what happens i understand gms listen you said it a million times on the show this is the biggest decision for some of these gms that'll cost them their job or make them look like a genius whether they take the right guy or not and i understand that but you can't use this coronavirus as as some excuse if you haven't done your work so far or most of your work so far then shame on you you're 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 behind the ball and it's your fault it's not anyone else's fault well 
the background checks very legit. We've seen how it's affected the Miami Dolphins on on doing that stuff. But I, I agree, all the physicals and psychological tests and people going, how many more times you need to meet with these kids? What you think right. they're going to say something to you that they didn't say at the combine? Once you get them in your office, or right. what you want to see if they go out and get hammered in a bar and all that stuff before they meet with you again. By the way, those dates are April twenty third, twenty fourth, and and twenty fifth would would wow. be the dates, right. which is Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. Somebody else brought up a really good idea. I think it was Adam Schefter, actually, who I hate to give credit to. How about one round a day? Wow. How about how about spread it out and go one round a day and make it a seven-day, since it's not affecting any fans flying in for a long weekend or anything? Why not? Let's just have it one round, even if you make it five days, you know, where you go first day, First round, like it usually is. Second day, just the second round. Third day, the third round. And then you go four and five, and then six and seven together for a fourth and fifth day. I thought that was pretty good. You can spread it out still, make it into a two- or three-hour show. Whatever you want to do, you want to speed it up a little bit, you could show highlights and get everybody's opinions and everything from wherever they'll be. And and hopefully, maybe in a month, things will free up a little bit for some people to go, more than one, to go into a studio. But uh, I thought that's a pretty good idea. I do hope they keep those dates, man, because I I think people want to see what's going to happen. You got teased. You saw the amount of hits that Tua got just for doing a couple of drills around around a cone and what kind of hit that got Zach that got millions of hits millions of people wanted to see Tua just move around a little bit to see what he looked like after having surgery about four and a half months ago on that hip just to give you an idea can you imagine just working off that if people care about what he looks like can you imagine what they're going to care about during that draft where he's going to go oh my god and what's going to happen and it looks like the top of the draft you know in years past We've kind of had it where, well, it's all set up. We got a pretty good idea where the first couple guys are going to go. This thing kind of looks like at least everybody's, you know, trying to bluff everybody in a poker game right now where you're going, wow, you know, maybe Burl... If you give the right offer, they won't take them. And now you're going, well, maybe the Redskins, because they need a lot. They take some extra picks, and they'd give up the two pick if you're worried and and you're really in love with Burrow and Tua to move up. And I went, man, this just makes it all that much juicier. Hard for teams, hard for the teams that they don't get left out after telling their owner, we got to get one of these quarterbacks and getting caught with their pants down. And the owner goes, hey, you told me you like all three quarterbacks. They're all taken. What, what happened to us? We, we got jumped by everybody. You, you don't want to be that guy after. Because you, you realize all these general managers, especially ones that haven't had great success. And listen, we're one of them. I got to believe our owner wants to know. And this is just continuation from yesterday. And, and, and it's 614 in the morning, and I'm all fired up about this. But you got to believe our owner. Guessing, what do you guess, Zach? Half the owners, maybe even more. Or going, all right, whatever your titles are, general manager, if you have a VP of operations, assistant GM, you want to have that little meeting, right? And you're sitting right. in your office, wherever your owner lives and goes, all right, uh, give me your game plan on who we like and what we're doing. Because they want to follow along. They, they want to follow. They care. I, I always say this. I know a lot of you don't believe it. I believe most owners really want to know who to watch their fans in some cases they're a little more than fans they like to they have their favorite college players and in some cases like Jerry Jones they actually run the whole damn thing so I was just thinking so you're Chris Greer there is no question in my mind Chris Greer is going to have to tell Stephen Ross 
here's our game plan. I, I can see, you know, Tom Garfinkel there, five or six guys sitting there and go, all right, uh, give it to me. What, what are we thinking? All right, we like this guy, this guy, and this guy. Here's our game plan as of right now. We'll see if it changes a little bit. But can you imagine telling your owner, not just here, but in a city like the Chargers or anybody else that might be Jacksonville, somebody that might be on the list for a quarterback right now, and, and it could be Carolina could be a lot of teams and you're going we want to get one of these three guys our goal we think they've all got a chance to be really good and then it doesn't happen during right. the draft you get jumped somebody in your, and you got to call the owner and go out oh, that the we thought the what they gave up for it was too much and we don't want to do that we have so many needs so here's our other plan right plan b so that they those guys are living with that pressure though too not just pressure of of and they can't worry about what fans, whether they boo the picks or, or they love the picks. There is one guy they got to make sure he's happy. He's going to give his, in the case of Stephen Ross, Stephen Ross got favorite players. He's not saying pick him, but he's got favorite players. He's around and, and he got enough time to say, I really like this guy. I really like that guy. Hey, that's my favorite quarterback. Or, or, how do you guys feel about it? So what do you do when your owner goes, I really like this guy. What do you guys think? Uh, and you, you go and get him. That's what you well, have to do or try to at least. Well, in the past, I, I guess the way it's Chris Greer said no, and uh, going back to Minka Fitzpatrick, which right. looked like a like like a good pick. We didn't keep him to see him be a good pick, but Minka, Pitt, who? the one that plays for Pittsburgh now, the right, guy that right. made the All Pro team at safety. That guy, <laughs> the guy in year two, that's uh, one of the youngest <laughs> All Pro players this year. That guy, draft. Oh I, yeah, that guy. That, that, that guy. Hey, we got to go to break, but we got all kinds of news here uh, to get to this morning as uh, we continue on. Tom's money keeps going up and uh, can repeat itself for the second year as well. Honestly, no reason they shouldn't be in the playoffs. <clears throat> oh, of now, course, I, Joe. I agree. Not only do I agree with you, but and I'm not putting Tampa Bay in the you know the the Super Bowl contending you know team in the in the NFC, but they imagine if Jameis Winston last year because he threw for 5,109 yards last year and 30 and we know about the interceptions and touchdowns but imagine if he threw 10 last 10 less interceptions just 10 and was just at the 20 mark or 22 mark they might have won three or four more games like that's the difference in their in their schedule and in their year last year if Brady just plays smart and if he throws for 5,000 yards or 5,200 yards that'd be amazing if he just threw I don't know 15, 18 interceptions, Brady, which he's never done before. That team could win 10 or 11 games easy and probably get the wild card or even win that division. I don't know about win that division. They got a little competition. New Orleans, by the way, who is, you know, it's crazy. You know who's been the best team in football the last three years overall? It's been the Saints. Right. Not even close. Saints right. Saints have been, you talk about a heartbroken NFL city that, by the way, loves their football. New Orleans has had like, Three crazy plays happened to him. Minnesota, that crazy play. Guy turns it up the field, scores. They get their heart broken, you know, worried about trying to keep guys in bounds and, and how to play it. And, and then they've had two calls, one not called and the other not called. And they end up. They end up losing those games, but they have been, to me, the most consistent team over the last three years, and looks like they got a pretty good team all coming back. Uh, added another weapon at, at wide receiver and still got the draft coming up, and hate to give them credit, but Mickey Loomis and, and Ireland and those guys have really done a good job with uh, with the players they've drafted. That draft they had a couple years ago was really oh, ridiculous, right? Really set them up nicely by hitting that, uh, we call that a grand slam in uh 
in the draft. They, they Joe, hit. you give me Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore in a draft, I'll give you a team that makes the playoffs every year. What they had, I, that doesn't happen very much. They had the right. defensive and offensive rookie of the year on the same team. That Ridiculous. That, that does not happen very much. So, so yeah, but you're right. You throw in the 49ers, another team that looked pretty good right now on paper, and they still have a draft and, and, uh, and everything else. By the way, with this draft coming up and people, hey, I need that, we need that, what do you think? Like, you can't do that. Like, I, I understand. And I'm trying to be fair. This is not to blast the general managers. I, I get that you want more time. We all want more time to get ready for, for our big day. And it is it is a general manager's biggest day, the draft, right? I mean, nothing bigger than, especially the more picks you have, the more high picks you have, the more pressure you have on you to get it right. I, I would say this. If I saw Chris Greer, I'd say, Chris, man, I, I know you guys would like to have that extra time and going into summer a little bit more time to prepare for this man but we as people including NFL we we need that draft we we need that bad boy right now and if you don't think the commissioner and his team and that office in New York don't realize the numbers potentially for what a draft's going to be whether it ends up being one day two days three days all of a sudden can you even imagine what a Saturday if they keep it at four five six and seven what that what that day's going to be like even that day's going to get so many more viewers watching to see where guys are going and I always say this the one thing the NFL has college football is a triple a team college football except you get to see all triple a games you get to see because they got their own playoff system so you get to see, like, I, I, Zach, I know you feel the same way, and, and Hollywood feels the same way. When a Clemson guy is up there to get drafted, Ohio State or Alabama or LSU, I go, man, I, I feel like I know those guys. Right, I've watched right. them so much, not to mention the teams in your backyard, like Miami or oh, when Miami has good players, you're like, yeah, 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 that's a, that's a good pickup. Speaking of that, the Miami Hurricanes um, – going to have a lot of guys probably get drafted and uh, I saw the report yesterday I think Barry Jackson did another really nice piece on DJ Dallas Jeff Thomas Jonathan Garvin Bandy Osborne Quarterman and Pinckney the uh, the linebackers all potentially getting drafted in the third day they're just calling them third day draft picks that in itself has been one of the problems that the Miami Hurricanes are having right where's those ones twos and threes man well, same, Joe, thing, I mean, th- same thing we're talking about important to the Miami Dolphins and the success they need to have with those rounds and the Canes are getting guys drafted. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I do believe a lot of those guys are going to get drafted and be in the NFL. But the fact is, we used to have four, five, six, and seventh round picks for the Canes, but that was after five or six guys went in the first and second round. Right. Right. That's exactly the point right there. You said it right there. How many years in a row did were the Hurricanes breaking records by having four guys in the first, then five guys in the first, then six guys in the first? Then you looked and say, wow, those teams were unbelievable. After the last three years, you had 38 guys drafted in the first two or three rounds. Like, it was ridiculous. Now you're talking about what? The best players on this team from last year all going to be third-day guys, you know, or or maybe one or two sneaks in to that third round if it comes down to it. But I it's so know. much different. Yeah. It's so much different than it used to be which guy which guy out of that entire group that's coming out right now from the canes can you look at and say that's the best guy and he's going to go the top like he's going to be the top guy drafted i don't think you could do that right now you're right that is the joe rose show weekday mornings from six to ten doing it the best they can from all over south florida if you're not getting up early these days don't worry you can always check out the best of the joe for a wrap-up of some of the best of Joe Rose. You can also get some of the best of Dan Levitard. Next, I got some of the best of the best when it comes to Levitard. Top 10 people 
to feel sorry for. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day at Dan Day Radio on Twitter, and Dan Levitard is right here weekdays from 10 to 1. Like most people, they're making do with the best they have from all over the place, any way possible. Do you feel sorry for him? Not so much. But luckily, Stugatz has the top 10 people to feel sorry for. But first, Dan is loud wrong. Stugatz loves, like Hulk Hogan, to go from one end of the wrestling ring to the other with his hand cupped to his ear. And in a desperate content time over the last 10 days, there have been precious few opportunities for him to react to the siren that goes on in his life because the siren is <laughs> Dan's loud wrong. Whoop! Dan's loud wrong. Whoop! And Stugatz, Stugatz, Here I is, come. Stugatz is like, yeah, he's spring. He's sprinting in here. He's sprinting in here saying, wait a minute. I could take the world's easiest stance that living paycheck to paycheck is harder than being a billionaire. Still got slalom courses into the picture. And he's like, yes, give me something to say here. So <laughs> it's it's been so great to see the joy spread across that your is. face. Like Amazing. you haven't felt like that in 15 days. We, we were all scared. We're all hiding. And you're like, yes, Dan said the thing that I can rail against and everyone will celebrate me as a hero to a man of the people. I mean, feel free to stay down this path or pick a new hard path for yourself, which makes an easy path for me. I will slope right in without ski poles, by the way, and just obliterate you. <laughs> I love the idea of Stugatz going down a slalom course confidently without skis or sticks. <laughs> without anything just sort of <laughs> I'm gonna I should start doing that I should just start yeah. finding the things that I can say that will lead this one's too complicated because then you get into the economy and politics and everyone runs away from anything Trump is saying so this isn't good enough but you guys our producers Billy Chris Roy Tony get to work on finding the uh, stances I could take as the straight man that will allow Stugatz to come in here and be maximum cheered Stugatz during <laughs> during during these difficult times. So Stugatz has put together a committee here of the top 10 people or top 10 groups that I'm allowed to feel bad for. Uh, there's a lot of strength of schedule here. The argument isn't even because I'm not arguing that uh, you should feel bad for anybody. I'm just saying that it's interesting what is swirling around the Miami Heat's owners. So you go ahead and tell me number 10 on your list, Stugatz. Number 10, uh, the 10th ranked uh, group of people or person that I'm allowed to feel sorry for number 10 not billionaires <laughs> no ski poles i thought number one could have been not billionaires <laughs> no, that number one must be strong <laughs> number nine stu gods not millionaires <laughs> uh, no, number eight on the list of people i'm allowed to feel bad for Perhaps the three million people who lost jobs this past week. Yes, that's a very good, a very good point. I feel like number one here is going to be awfully dark instead of funny. Uh, number, number, number seven, Stugat. Uh, Dan, not people who own cruise lines and have a basketball team as a toy on the side, but number seven, small business owners who have nothing but their business. Yeah, fair enough. Number six, Stugat's on people. 
people I'm allowed to feel bad for. Cliff and Bubba, the two guys at ESPN who are in charge of getting this show on the air. <laughs> number five. <laughs> number five, Stugat. Dan, number five, parents who are forced to educate their children and communicate with them. Yeah, man. There are, I, I know fights and arguments are escalating. A whole lot of people are, uh, are wanting to risk whatever it is the virus brings outside so that they don't have to be inside with their families anymore. Number four, Stugat. I mean, perhaps the people who have tested positive for the coronavirus. Yes, there you yes. go. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. These next three aren't going to be very, uh, this is going to take a dark turn here, I'm afraid. So if you're just joining us and wondering what this list is Stugatz has put together, he gathered with power ranking, strength of schedule, and a limit on compassion and empathy throughout the world and humankind, a committee to put together the top 10 uh, groups I'm allowed to feel bad for in order. The third ranked group is... People who had to cancel weddings and big get-togethers and gatherings. That is not, Dan, that is not easy, and I have a friend who had to do it, and he said it's a complete headache. Feel bad for those people, Dan, not Mickey. Funerals, too, by the way. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I mean, how, how brutal is that one? What do you have, Billy? For people that had to cancel weddings and funerals and people who are actually sick. Perhaps we should have redone the order. But that's just the way it came out, all right? The committee, listen, speak to the committee, all right? Yeah, we've got two more here, by the way. There are only yeah. two spaces here, and I feel like there's some groups missing here so number two on the list of people i'm allowed to feel bad for easy one dan doctors and nurses ah uh, yes oh very nice to god <laughs> go go from one end of the ring to the other yes to god yes hooray for two gods yes they're the real heroes and finally uh the number one group of people that i'm allowed to feel most bad for because the internet says says so is abby <laughs> my wife finally we found consensus about something in sport that's a good list uh, uh the sick aren't anywhere on it are they no no yeah okay. people who tested, tested positive positive yeah. okay yeah. The, yeah. The, the the dead the dead aren't on there that is a classic right there it is harder to be a billionaire than someone that has to get by paycheck to paycheck who would like to see someone write a college thesis on that hmm Speaking of excelling in college, Gino Toretta definitely did that. Won a Heisman Trophy, a national championship at the U, and he joins Hawk and Crowder next on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hope you are staying very safe and distant. My name is Dan Day. That sounds weird, safe and distant. I like everybody being close, warm, loving, but not during this era. No, 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 no. Good thing you can get close and warm and safe while keeping your distance from Hawk and Crowder. They are weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. They were recently joined by the Heisman Trophy winner, Gino Toretta. They talked about Chicken Kitchen and Tony Romas. Mm, college football, will it start on time? Teams that will benefit from the break, Tua, Burrow, Herbert. Also, thoughts on the new collective bargaining agreement in the NFL. And finally, Channing, he's in beer shape. Are you in uh, Coconut Grove, Gino? Is that where you live? Uh, I am not home. Uh, I am home. I'm not in Coconut Grove. I'm technically in unincorporated Dade County, which is about five houses from the Coral Gables border. So gotcha. behind Chicken Kitchen, if you remember the area, Red and Sunset oh, area. Oh, do I love me some Chicken <laughs> Kitchen and some mustard curry sauce. Gino Toretta is the Heisman Trophy winner, national champion Two times, I think, a uh, member of the College Football Hall of Fame. 
a friend of the program. And as long as you mentioned where you are uh, very close to Coral Gables, a sad piece of news yesterday, I mentioned this earlier in the show, Tony Roma's has closed its final Miami location. Can you speak on, you know, I went to UM 87 to 91. Where did, when did you go? 86 to 90? Uh, Hawk, I'm younger than you are. I went 80, 88 to 92. I feel like I'm aging better than you, and I'm not aging better than many well, people. You, right? you know, I don't know what you're, what Mary you're looking into, but I don't think that's true at all. Well, certainly not with this pandemic. This pandemic, man, I am growing man boobs out of the uh, out of my shirt. You you can speak to it. In, in our day at University of Miami, Tony Roma's was the spot. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, in our day, remember, that was, that was pre-Coco Walk days. I mean, there really yep. wasn't many places to go to. Heck, I remember my recruiting visit. We went to someplace, Club Oz. I think that was in the 180s on US-1, way the hell down south. But, yeah, Roma's, is, in my eyes, is dead for a, a long time because I think there's a, a TD bank or some bank on the corner of uh, Ludlam and US-1 now, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I ever ate in Roma's. I know I imbibed on some some drinks. Right, people, people people don't realize that that was the late night party was at Roma's. Do you remember the the keyboardist? No, I, I mean guy... if, it's late, if it's normally late night, I might have you know not remember much of uh, going in. <laughs> there was a guy named Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed. Brooks Reed was uh, he would play the tunes, and that place was a party spot. It's it's Dark. three in the morning, Hawk, and you're over there by the pianist. Yeah, man, I gotta hear. Uh, I gotta hear. Hey, what's hey Channing, I'm not worried about the name of the of the guy running the uh, the DJ booth. If you know, what yeah, I mean. so, sorry, I wasn't on the football team, fellas. Sorry, my sorry, my college football experience if, 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 may have been a little different than the Heisman Trophy winner and the All American out of Florida. No, I was worried about am I gonna get some baby back ribs and some French fries before the kitchen closed? Yeah. Yeah, but the uh, the onion loaf. How about the onion loaf? It's all solid at three in the morning. Are y'all talking about food for real or is this slang? <laughs> 3 a.m. We know what we're trying to do. Listen, in my uh, in my uh, in my world, the onion loaf was actual fried onions. In Gino's world, probably not. Gino Gino Toretta's with us. All right, so Tony Romo's is closed in Miami. Uh, I do want to ask you a couple of, of football things. And and for a lot of people that don't know, Gino has broadcast company, Touchdown Radio. First of all, you're in in your business obviously dependent on broadcasting college football games. Do you think? Yep that the college football season is going to start on time? Have you received any kind of direction? I have not. I, I, I mean, I'm going to say I assume it is. Um, I mean, we're talking about September, but I think it's critical that we continue. I think the, the whole shutdown and the social distancing, I mean, you know, where I grew up in California, I mean, they did it. I got, I think, a lot longer than we have. I don't even know if our state is completely shut down. It's more just Miami-Dade County taking more more precautions than, than the rest of the state. But I think well, the, the only way to stop this thing and, and to make sure that I, I think football starts on time, you know, to, to end the spread, to make sure we can, you know, test everybody that's, you know, got it and they quarantine them or, or, or isolate them, do, do whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that, um, you know, there's direction now. I, I think there's enough time to get prepared, you know, after uh, once once it's all 
it's all said and done. I mean, heck, remember last year when Fitzpatrick showed up? He looked like he had a, a half a keg in his uh, in, under his shirt when he showed up to run sprints. So you know, he made it made made do all right with less time. And it's funny, Gene. I was going to ask you: Is it more of like the organizational stuff with just football period, college, NFL? The organizational stuff, not being able to you know to really see the recruits and see the draft guys, you know, see the guys you want to look out, you know, to recruit to college or even draft in the NFL, or about the players. Like, bro, I I would not trust myself for three or four months not to have a workout plan. I would be 290 pounds. I think that's the bigger concern, right? Pre-internet, I think, workouts. I've actually, that's one thing I've managed to continue to do. The only thing, keep my sanity. I got the Peloton app, and I either go for runs outside or, or, or work out in the house. So, you know, I assume most guys are doing that. I think with, with UM, I think the, the, the concern is you have a new offensive coordinator. To me, that's a new language. That you got to teach guys. You're, you're somehow you're, you've lost spring practice. How much time are you going to have to prepare in the summer? Is it as soon as it's clear you go back in and then you're you're full time? I think with the NFL guys, I think it's less. I mean, I, you know, I, I I get where you're saying I don't trust myself, but you know as well as I do, when money starts coming into play. You know, guys guys make sure they're going to be you know somewhat ready to ready to play. You know, once uh, once camp rolls around and things like that. But I, I I'm concerned with UM is you know how do you install a new offense and how do you have evaluate players you have a quarterback that's just got here from a different school and would they have three or four practices and then it was all it was all canceled Gino Toretta is with us that's the disadvantage for teams that have made some wholesale changes if you're returning most of your guys most of your staff you're going to be way ahead of the game this season right and that's nothing that can really be overcome yeah way, way ahead I mean that but but you know I think that the other thing and Channing you know mentioned obviously you know guys are going to come back in in, in shape I think you know I think the the critical thing is there's nothing compares to to practice and and the physicality of actual practice and going through stuff because you know how many times we see a guy hold out and yeah he shows up in shape and then he starts going through a full contract drill or gets lit up and all of a sudden he's hurt and he's out for three or four weeks those are the kinds of things you have to be concerned about and if you and if you kind of crunch down preparation time you know your it takes a while for your body to prepare for all those all those collisions and and trying to accelerate and you know zero to zero to 60 speed or as fast as guys run nowadays and stop that uh, you put a lot of stress on your on your body that's not it's not normal and is is that kind of what like hawk's saying where the veteran teams or the veteran coaches that's who's going to benefit from this because they can they have their implemented system like you said um changing ocs you know and then honestly the dc situation knowing that manny i believe is going to get more involved is that is that where you'll be more concerned as a football program when those wholesale changes and do you anticipate those 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 solid teams the alabamas the clemsons the teams that are already on top will stay there there won't be any dark horses this year but you know with this corona effect yeah i i, I don't know i mean we we don't know i i, I just think like you know Cheney with with pros or college, it's hard to, you can't evaluate. So, you know, whether you're, you know, let's say you're a, a free agent rookie signing and, and you know what, somehow you fell through the cracks, you're, maybe you're going to get a less of an opportunity to go out there and, and, and prove your mettle. I think in, in college, the same thing, you're gonna, you're a young kid, you know, maybe, maybe talent wise and you can pick it up and you're going to be better, but the coach is not going to trust somebody that they've never seen do it, nor have they put, put through the rigors of enough practice and enough, uh, you know, different scenarios 
scenarios with a field, especially a quarterback, that they're going to feel comfortable, you know, you going out there and, and playing. So I think, yeah, the more experience, the better. You don't have, you know, offensively, you don't have to teach them a new language. Defensively, you don't have to worry about, you know, I, I know what, if if I'm your coach and you're in your fourth year, I know what your strengths and weaknesses are and, and how I can game plan, you know, around the best 11 I can get on the field. If you haven't seen guys practice, you know, and they're, they're rookies or, or, or free agents, you're like, okay, well, I think this guy could do this. And, you know, you get exposed in a week or two, and then all of a sudden, okay, well, to back to the drawing board, what I thought we got, we, we didn't get. So the experience definitely has, a, uh, has an advantage or will. Gino Toretta is with us. I mentioned earlier you've got a broadcast company, Touchdown Radio. You broadcast college football games. So you've watched all the guys that are coming out in the draft and will remains to be seen whether the draft will take place as, uh, as scheduled. But if everyone's healthy, let's say Tua, there's no questions about his health right now. That doesn't mean that long-term durability is not a question. That's always going to be a question. But the health right now is fine. Out of Tua... Burrow, Love, Herbert, you've watched all these guys. Who's going to make the best NFL quarterback? The guy with the best 10 guys around him. <laughs> I, I know that's a cop-out answer, but that's, that's my always answer. Who's going to be the, the guy that's the best? I mean, you know, we could go back to, to Peyton Manning being the, the, what was he, the first pick of the draft, and people were like, well, he was great. He wasn't great as a rookie. And can we talk about the top guys he had around him? He had Dallas Clark at tight end, Marvin Harrison, the Hall of Fame, Reggie Wayne on the cusp of the Hall of Fame, uh, Edgar and James in the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's a pretty good supporting cast, you know, that, that was that is there to, you know, obviously help the quarterback to develop. I think, you know, Burrow had one of the most magical seasons in college football last year, just an amazing player. I think Tua's magical, you know, as far as, you know, the things that he did, even even as a true freshman. My question, even if Tua didn't have the major hip injury, there were questions about his durability because he got banged up, you know, in, in the years that he, that he was playing at, at Alabama and his size is, you know, obviously that's that's going to be a concern. I think you know the questions with with Herbert. Herbert's got the the physicality of you know the you know with all the best guys. He's six six. He can run. He can he can sling it. My question is is he seems you know uh, very laid back, not not vocal. And if you remember Marino on a field. That's the exact opposite of Marino on the field. You know, I mean, Marino is in a guy's face if you ran the wrong route, dropped the ball, did whatever. And at times you need that. You know, I, I think you need that at uh, at quarterback. So I, I, I would probably, you know, I guess question that. But, you know, I think, listen, these guys are only going to be as successful as the, the team that they that they have around them, especially, you know, when they go right in, you know, as a first or second year guy. Geno, Rivers, Brady, Bridgewater, Cam, uh, Foles, Tannehill resigned. Marcus Mariota, crazy offseason for quarterbacks. Who do you who do you think is going to do the best? Who do you think is the best situation to ball out and prove that their move was the right decision? I, I mean, it's it's <laughs> I, it's hard not to say Brady. You know, to perform as well as he has for as long as he has. You know, and everybody said, well, his his skills have diminished. I, I don't see he's accurate with the ball. Now all of a sudden, you got a guy was Mike Evans, a big big wideout at, at at Tampa. I mean, you know, he hasn't played with. Has he played with a top flight you know, Hall of Fame wideout? You know, since Randy Moss, and that was only right, only Moss. one season. Moss, you know, I mean, that yeah, was that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, the I, Dolphins. I, I just, I just, to me, is it and and the thing that I like, Bruce Arians, the head coach, was a former quarterback. He's 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 known for coaching quarterbacks. I mean, heck, he got Carson Palmer out of retirement 
and turned him in back into an all pro. So I would think that he, he can, uh, Arians and, and Tampa and, and Brady, uh, are gonna, you know, I think they'll have, they'll have a pretty good year and, 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 Hey, thank thank God is the AFC East up for grabs this year? <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. Get an extra playoff check. Oh wait, don't they, aren't they making guys play an extra game and they don't get more money? No, they are getting more money. No, they're getting more money. They're getting. Uh, no one, no that's, one's that's, playing. That's, for, that's, uh, that's a different discussion. Our new CBA. <laughs> uh, they can smoke though, Gino. I didn't. I don't know about that, but I heard they can. Yeah, no more testing for pot. I just well the one the, the one negative that well it's, it's a positive for some guys they they backed up the the pension so if you made three season you get, you you get vested so you get a pension they they bumped all the guys that are around my age to you know a minimum of five hundred for a season or something like that the one thing that they did it at the cost if you were on full disability you just got I I think up to thirty grand taken out of your pocket a year and if you're permanently totally disabled so that's uh, I, I don't think that's a very good trade off you're permanently disabled to make some other guys eligible for a pension but that's me don't take it up with us so we had nothing to do with it no 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 i'm just yeah i'm just saying there there are there are positives and negatives in the whole thing uh, you know so uh, hello it's channing channing crowder miami dolphins yeah 52. gino doesn't like what y'all just did so we gotta do something about it. gino toretta the heisman trophy winner. I wanted to, are you are you guys on on comrex access is at your house is that what you're doing no, we're we're on a, a new uh, internet-based system, which I am not at liberty to say. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then what do you guys – see, like, it, the shows I do on Sirius, everybody acts like you can't do a show without your co-host right next to you. And on any show I've ever done with Sirius, we do it do it remote you just do a little video conference call you know and then you can you know make signs to your to your co-host when they want to ask a question or yeah we're not even doing that because we're we're like uh we're like tom brady and uh and randy moss Uh, one quick nod via text and he knows which route to run oh yeah that's that's how it works well, you know what though, when you, when you get like a a guy that's just a terrible interview, and we all know that that there are people you have interviewed that are just terrible. They ain't giving you nothing. And what I used to do when I used to do a show with Jack Root, I would just get up in the middle of the interview and go to the bathroom, and then he wouldn't see me on the video <laughs> conference. So he realized I was done with my part of the interview. Yeah, if things go well, I'll give you a uh, um, if if things go poorly, I should say, I'll give you a Mount Rushmore of terrible interviews uh, as this thing continues. As I look. For yeah, more, there you more go. things to there talk about. Yes, we, right. I, I, I like one, that. Uh, I like that. Pour one out tonight, Gino, for Tony Romo's. Pour one out tonight. Pour one out tonight. What he would, what it Bud, Bud Light, old, old, or Coors Light in the in the bottle. That was like one of the fir- first places that had Coors Light. You know, down down here. I remember when I got to college. So, or you want me to drink bourbon or something? Well, you must have fell off, Gino. Well, I want you to drink some uh, some some funky Buddha, man. Funky All right. All right. I'll get some of that. Some of some of tank. I, I gotta try to get you to try tank. They're the local local guys as well. They're good stuff. Okay, give it to me, baby. You know I drink some beer now. <laughs> hey, Ch- hey, Chaney, with, with without a, a, a strength coach and drinking beer, yeah, it might, it might be a, a rough few weeks when you go back to to practice after this, right? I am I'm garbage right now, man. My little belt, my my stomach's hanging over my belt. My wife's talking about me. I just, I have, yeah, this this Corona man is killing my sexy. It's destroying it. I've been back. I just wanted to see if well, you, you guys were talking any crap about me. You, you can work out at home, Channing. You know that, right? Don't tell my wife, Gino, because, I, you know, your kids and, 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 and the French onion dip and the wavy lays, they all just get a hold of me, man.
Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I have noticed that. I go into Publix and you can't buy toilet paper or paper towels, but there's those damn Cape Cod chips every day in their full stack in there every single day in the, in the grocery store. All this talk about food and beer and this time when you can't really get out and do anything. Oh, mostly I miss the food because I booze it up at the apartment. There's nothing else to do. You're isolating. Just you, some cold ones. And whatever you have in the fridge or whatever you have in the pantry, canned goods, all that stuff, haven't really done that much order out. I need the ambiance. I need the culture. Food's not the same. I guess I'm one of those people that the ambiance and just the experience is the reason why you pay more, is the reason why you do it. I don't know. I'm probably going to go home, eat some snap beans, green beans, whatever you call them, drink a lot of beer, watch Tiger, Lion King, whatever that show is. My brain is starting to turn to mush with all this isolating. Maybe some music. I've been watching Death Cab for Cutie lead singer Ben Gibbard live from his home for about two weeks now. He just does concerts from his home. Music, good stuff. Once again, I've been self-isolating. Not enough, but too much for my normal sanity. So I am Dan Day. Follow my ramblings on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. And if I don't lose my mind totally tonight, I'll be back tomorrow. With the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.